Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, and welcome to the Rum Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rum. Week one Washington football team training camp is a wrap. There were some standouts on the field and some things to talk about off the field as well. I want to talk about some guys that had a good week and see if their starts can sustain into the regular season. Football is in full gear, so let's get started. First, just want to talk about the COVID situation. Obviously, it's not pretty right now for Washington. You know, at the time of this recording, things are looking up a little bit. I think they're up to over 80% vaccinated with at least players with one shot. So hopefully it's trending in the right direction and get rectified by the regular season. But as of right now, you know, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Sheriff, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, reserve tackle, David Sharp are all on the list. And that's not good. I mean, you talk about Samuel, Sheriff, Payne, Ioannidis, those are all four starters or key contributors. The team would sorely miss if this is the regular season. They'd have to miss a game, possibly two, um, if this is week one because they play on Thursday of week two. So, you know, obviously it's a pro situation and hopefully, you know, the numbers are going up, like I've said, and looks like it's going in the right direction. So hopefully this will all be taken care of, you know, before September 12th against the Los Angeles Chargers. And, you know, you'll see Curtis out there and Sheriff and no one else hopefully contracting the virus because, like I said, this team, I think, has a lot of potential this year. It can be very good. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be really, you know, important this thing gets uh, – you know, taken care of because, like I said, this can be hopefully a special season for this team to potentially repeat as division champs. You know, first, next you have, you know, Terry is going, you know, is balling out against William Jackson third. Apparently, they've had some really good matchups. That's awesome to see. It's really cool to, you know, have your number one receiver and number one corner going against each other every day. And it's great that Terry's winning, you know, a good amount. Obviously, William's getting his, you know, wins in as well. But, you know, really, I just I want to see how, you know, great that Terry is you know, becoming, you know, I think this year he's going to really become a top 10 receiver. You know, I think he's going to have 1,300 yards, you know, seven or eight touchdowns. I just think, you know, with Fitzpatrick, finally a quarterback that's going to throw the ball down the field, give him some chances, Terry's really going to take off. And obviously he already has, you know, a 1,000-yard season. He could have had two by now. His rookie season, you know, if he did miss his two games, I'm sure he would have got to 1,000 yards. So, you know, having Terry – um, you know, with, with this patch, is going to be great for this team. I just love the way Terry runs his route because off his line, there was, you know, multiple times over the last two years and even the clip in training camp. I love the way he uses his head in and out of breaks because he's, he's, if he's going to do a corner, he looks inside and breaks outside. Um, if he's going, you know, doing a dig route, he gets in outside and breaks inside, you know, really keeps the defensive back on his heels. And, you know, that's, you know, something you really look for as scouts like to see the guy, how the intricacies of his route running, because you can tell that, you know, it's important to him and he, you know, perfects it to in a to an extent that you know he's becoming one of the better receivers in the nfl you know watching coming to ohio state i didn't see this you know he really didn't become on our radar until the senior bowl when he had a really nice performance he had a nice you know senior year 700 yards 40 catches i think double digit touchdowns but you know there was a lot of a lot of weapons there in ohio state so he was overlooked but you know obviously his route running was always there and his speed was undeniable but after that combine the senior bowl was really where he took off being a draft stock because he was probably gonna be a day three pick before that and obviously going in the third round, should have went in the first round, basically off of these first two years of his career. So, um, you know, Washington is a really special player in Terry McLaurin. 
love that he just keeps getting better and better. And, you know, like I said, I think he's going to cement himself as a top 10 wide receiver in this league um, at the end of the year. Next, Deami Brown. You know, Deami Brown's having some nice days, um, really stepping up for Curtis Samuel, the guys, you know, that are you know getting more reps because of Curtis being on COVID list and with his growing injury. So I, I love that, you know, Deami's getting more run. I'm really, really high on Deami. Love him in the draft process. Um, really fast receiver, really good at getting downfield. He's definitely going to be the best deep threat on this team. Maybe the best since this team for this team since Deshaun Jackson. He's good after the catch as well, you know, Good on short routes, can take it to the house, breaks tackles after the catch. Another good the guy that's developing his route running. I think he, being around Terry is really going to help him. You know, North Carolina to have him run a really diverse route tree. So having, you know, a guy like Terry around and even Curtis Samuel, who's improved his route running over the years, is going to be good for Deami to learn from. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if becomes a number two receiver before the end of this year. I, I think by 2022, he definitely will be. But I think, you know, he might be show himself too well. This team can't keep him off the field. So I think Deami is, you know, it's great for this team that he's training already in that direction. You know, other wide receivers battling for that final wide receiver spot. Seems like DeAndre Carter is having a nice camp, um, mainly a punt returner throughout his career. Um, but he's apparently made some nice plays um, from the slot position this offseason. You know, he's got a chance to make the team really just a punt return alone. But if he can provide some, you know, production in the receiver spot, that's only going to help his case. I still think he only makes it if there's seven wide receivers, but it's good to see him, you know, having some nice days. Antonio Gandy Golden had some plays, made some more plays than he did last offseason. Um, you know, I think he definitely has a leg up on the competition just because. You know, this regime drafted him. He was a fourth round pick just a year ago. I think if you know if all things are equal, he's going to make this team against some other guys, and I'm all for that. I, I do like his potential still, still raw, but like you, you can't teach size, and that's what AGG has. Um, Steven Sims Jr. seems to have a nice camp. That's a guy I haven't given up on either. I really like him. You know, he had a great rookie year undrafted out of Kansas, and you know, obviously last year he had a problem with drops, but. You know, Steven Sims is a guy that still has a lot of talent. And, you know, if he rectifies that drop pop problem, he could be a, you know, really quality slot receiver. So I hope the team holds on to him then if he has a good camp as well. Um, he's obviously been returning punts and kicks this uh, offseason as well. It's only going to help his value of making this team. So I, I don't think anyone should count Steven Sims Jr. as well because I think he's got a shot to make this team make an impact um, when he gets some opportunities because it's the, the ability is there. It's just some concentration jobs last year. Um, you don't learn how to not catch the ball because he caught the ball well in his rookie year. So, And he was a great kick returner in his rookie year as well. Let's see if they get back to that this year. Um, he didn't return any kicks last year, but I think hopefully if he makes the team, I think he definitely will be returning some kicks again in 2021. And, you know, I'd like to see Sadiq Charles playing some tackle. He would be playing guard, but due to COVID with David Sharp out and some other guys, you know, he's playing tackle. Um, really just going to improve with versatility. Obviously, he played tackle at LSU. Liked him at LSU as well. He was a good left tackle there during their championship season. But, you know, I like his being able to play guard and tackle. Long term, he probably is better as a guard. But, you know, if he can stick out as a tackle, that's yeah, even better value. Tackles are more valuable in this league right now. And Sadiq, if he can prove to be his left tackle, maybe taking over for Charles Leno in a year. Um, or even right tackle and have Samuel Cosme taking over for left tackle in a year for Charles Leno. I think either way, it's going to be a good, um, you know, fourth round draft pick for this team, you know, back in 2020. Obviously, it's great to hear Chase and Montez are being the studs that they are, constantly creating disruption, batting balls on the line, getting would-be sacks, you know, giving Sam Cosme and um, Charles Leno all they can handle. You know, that's obviously not a surprise. Those guys are awesome. Can't wait to watch them, you know, in another year together, another production. Seems like Montez is really coming into his own, being more per, um, vocal out there, maybe uh, st- stepping up his leadership as well. So, and I know people have you know heard Sam Cosby's not doing the greatest, but I mean, he's not going to be going against guys like Chase and Montez every Sunday. So it's, this is only going to make him better. 
either way, he was raw coming in. Maybe it is time for Cornelius Lucas to start week one. But, you know, I do like Sam Cosby, still really athletic, but he definitely seen those work on some upper body strength and some techniques to become a starting tackle in this league. Maybe that's not week one, and that's okay. I mean, even though he's second round pick, you'd like him to play, but if he's not ready, there's no reason to put him out there and, you know, shake his confidence or, you know, get guys hurt like Fitzpatrick or Antonio Gibson in the backfield. So if Cornelius Lucas is that guy at right tackle, I think the team should, you know, have no problem playing him there. Um, as I see Jason Smith-Williams standing out, you know, the second-year seventh-round pick from NC State, you know, they need the third defensive end in the rotation. You know, he was a guy that played some deep inside last year and outside. You know, coming to NC State, when I was evaluating him, you know, in 2018, after that, he had six sacks, a really nice year, um, but he was hurt a lot in 2019. Before the year, I thought he, you know, could have been an early day three pick, but because injuries, he only played about seven games, had one sack, 20 tackles in 2019, so... I really like his power rush, you know, ability, good bull rush, inside rusher kind of thing. Um, I like that they put him in the inside because it's some more versatility, but I think he is better as a, you know, 4-3 DN. And he's a guy that's going to hopefully give this team some quality reps. You know, like I said, the talent was there to be, you know, maybe a fourth-round pick before the injury. So, you know, he, I think he is better than his seventh-round draft position, you know, grants. But, um, you know, I think it's good that he's playing well. This team, like I said, needs some more bodies at the end to contribute and, um you know, get, take some of that pressure off of Chase and Montez. Also, you know, it's great to see Cole Holcomb uh, stepping up from all, all accounts. He's having a great camp. Um, he was a tackling machine in North Carolina, you know, led them three three straight years in tackles. He's always been developing. He's had flashes these last two years. I absolutely love his speed. And um, that's what, you know, got him drafted by, you know, Washington in 2019 as a fifth round pick. Was at 4-4 speed at his pro day. Wasn't at the combine, which is very odd considering he had such good production in North Carolina in his three years starting. But, you know, I think year three will be his breakout. I think, you know, he's improving his coverage. That's the main thing that was holding him back the last couple of years. By all accounts, I've heard he's, you know, done better in training camp for that. Um, you know, because his speed is there. If he doesn't have to think as much, he's going to make him play faster and make him be a more effective linebacker. You know, trust his instincts. Because when you're thinking out there, you're playing slow. You're not going to be able to react to what you see. So, you know, once he gets more comfortable with that, trusts his eyes, he's really going to take off. And, you know, I really think this team has a really nice pairing at linebacker with him and Jamin Davis for, you know, the next, you know, five years, hopefully. I mean, obviously, those guys are the main two linebackers. In a 4-3, yes, there's three linebackers, but most of the time there's only two because they're going to have that Buffalo nickel situation or a slot corner. So I think Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb are going to be those two guys for the long haul. I mean, you're going to bring in uh, Cam Curl if he's a third safety, or Atlanta Collins if he's a third safety, or bring in a nickel corner, you know, Jamie Mullen sometime, Benjamin St. Juice. So, you know, really, I think those two guys are going to be the main guys playing behind that, you know, ferocious front four. And I see Jimmy Moreland still making the plays, had some interceptions. Um, he makes the plays and balls, always what he's been really doing, going back to his days at JMU. Um, he's a guy JMU I liked, another guy I think should have got drafted in that seventh round, higher than that seventh round pick that he was. Um, I like He was a good tackler at JMU. I know people have been down on that sometimes in his time in Washington, but he's made some good tackles here. So I like that he you know, is not afraid to stick his nose in you know, into situations and make a play on the ball. Um, and, you know, like I said, he's a good fourth, you know, good third or fourth corner to have. I, I think St. Juice is obviously going to supplant, supplant him here pretty soon, but that hopefully Jimmy still gets some run because I think he's a quality player. You know, other corners are struggling a little bit between Danny Johnson and Troy Apke. It's to be expected with Troy Apke. It's a completely different position for him. Obviously, not he's not used to the nuances of press or, um, you know, techniques it takes to play, you know, man, zone, um, you know, keeping your – he's going to have his eyes, you know, to the – he's going to have his back to the quarterback, which usually he's not – you know, used to having a safety when he's playing man. So it's going to be a process. 
Um, you know, I don't know. It's going to be probably an uphill battle for him to make the team. Danny Johnson, like I said, missed some coverages as well. Um, he's made the team last couple years, but you know, what he has going for him is that he returns kicks and has also taken some reps at punt returner as well. So he's still got a you know a good shot to make the team as well. But you know, really, I think four corners for sure with Jimmy Moreland, Benjamin Saint Juice, obviously Kendall Fuller and William Jackson a third, and then you got Daryl Roberts, a free agent signing, you know, six six seven year veteran they brought in for that fifth corner spot or like I said Danny Danny Johnson, Troy Apke or Greg Stroman. Greg Stroman's been hurt as well, but maybe they keep only five and then, you know, keep six safeties because you know Cam Curls played corner in his career at Arkansas at least. Um and uh, Bobby McCain has played corner obviously you know most of his career from Miami until the last couple of years. So um they have some versatility at safety. I know they like a lot of their safeties so maybe they keep more safeties and you know have some switch over to corner if need be, you know, if injuries arise. Um, you know, lastly, it's great that Landon Collins is looking good. I mean, he's, he's making some plays in the ball. I've heard had some interceptions. He looks fast, looks better than he, when he was before pre-injury, and he's said that himself. Um, you know, it's, it's really awesome to see him doing so well this quickly after injury. You know, his team obviously invested a lot in him. I know a lot of fans are down on him, and, you know, there's no telling, there's no hiding that he didn't play well that first half of the year before his injury. But, you know, he's still a really good player. There's no doubt about that. He's only 27 years old, a former All-Pro only just a few years ago. So I'm glad that he's healthy. He's only going to make this team better. I think he should start. I think Cam Curl is not going to affect his playing time too much. They're going to bring him in. You know, he's still going to get his, you know, 80 to 90% of the game's, you know, defensive snaps, in my opinion. So Landon Collins is, you know, one of their best defensive players and he needs to be out there. He's great at the line of scrimmage, um, has good hands. He's had some, you know, good amount of interceptions in his career. I'm not obviously what he's known for. Obviously, we know he's more of an in-the-box safety. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why maybe he'll play that Buffalo nickel more and have Cam Curl play the strong safety position. So um, he's a valuable player. Yes, he might be a little bit overpaid, but it, I, I, I definitely don't think the fan base should be treating him like a scrub because I've heard that in the past. So I think it's really, really good for this team. Atlanta Collins looks this well and plays is playing this well because it's only going to make this defense even better because hopefully you know this can be a top you know, five defensive all hold. And I think Landon Collins will be a big, you know, big, big part of that. Well, that will, this will conclude this Roman Around League episode. You know, training camp is rolling and in full swing. There's some things hanging over the head of this team with COVID, but, you know, hopefully that will all get sorted out before the season starts, especially with the vaccination rate improving for the team. Next week, I will look at some of the fantasy football sleepers and breakouts, along with a quick preview of the Washington football team preseason game versus the New England Patriots. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at Roman around the league underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.